Blog Talk Radio.
February 17th, the stage will be set for racing's greatest day, the Daytona 500. A day that delivers four-wide excitement, legendary moments, and unforgettable finishes. A day that keeps you on the edge of your seat and that you'll remember forever. The greatest race awaits. Experience the thrill of the Daytona 500 in person. Guarantee your seats before they sell out at Daytona500.com. This is Spencer Boyd, driver of the number 76 Grunt Style Chevy Camaro. Listen to the pit stop with Tim Despain. Good evening from the Pit Stop Radio Studios. The way the crow flies about eight miles south of this 2.66-mile monster. I'm Tim Despain. Stephen Wilson has a night off alongside a, a good friend, hauler driver there at JD Motorsports, Mr. Scott Reeves. Scott, how you doing tonight, brother? Doing, doing good now that we're not snowed in anymore. I was going to ask you about that. Did y'all dodge the snow, the snowmageddon, what they call that thing, uh, Snowstorm Diego or snow something like that? I seen Charlie. <laughs> Started and all those. They got, they got bombed. We got about six inches of my house. I think we got about eight inches at the shop down in Gaffney, so we're still we're, doing that mess. A little bit early for that, ain't it, ain't it Scott? It's not even wintertime yet, brother. Oh, not even. It's the worst snow we've had in December in a long time. I know last year, about this time... I was out, you know, I had that total right hip replacement. I was still out of work, and I think it was about this time. We got a pretty good snow here in Dega. Suzanne can probably remember it because I was on pain medicine. I all geeked out and everything else. But I think we got about five or six here, and that's the first we got prior to Christmas in a while here in Dega. Yes, it's December. We don't get a lot of a lot of bad weather in December. It normally hits us around January, then we'll get one right in the seasons change around March. Which is really weird. I've left for Vegas before and had snow on the ground. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, uh, winter in the south, right, brother? Uh, just let everybody know. Uh, number to call in is two one five three eight three. I'm thirty six eighty thirty six eighty one. I'm Tim Lespain, alongside of Scott Reeves, filling in for Stephen Wilson's Digest dot com tonight. Coming up here at twenty after the hour, we've got my good friend, public relations director at Taldo Super Speedway, Mr. Russell Branham. He's on his way back from a Toys for Tot deal over in Birmingham, but he's he's going to call in. We want to get his thoughts on this new transformation, Tyler Diggum. Uh And Scott, you've uh, you've been to every track that there is, and here at Talladega, uh, where you go into the track, where a lot of the, a lot of our listeners don't know, you can't go through the north tunnel or the south tunnel with your rig. You have to come across it, come across the track at Gate Nine, which is right a, right around the entrance to Turn Three. This is going to be a big deal to you, and not only you, but a lot of the teams with the haulers and everything. And from what I understand, it's going to be open twenty four seven. So, you know, you can go in and out with the hauler. You don't have to you don't have to wait till the race is over with, Scott. That's going to be a big deal, isn't it? Well, the biggest deal for us in the trucks is that my biggest complaint because they had to go over the track 
is when the race is over, we've got to wait for cup qualifying to be done. Well, that could be another hour and a half to two hours, depending on how long they take because of single car qualifying. So once we're loaded up, we're pretty much stuck there, and we can't leave. And this tunnel is going to, you know, when I should get home, you just say if the race is over about 4, we're loaded up out of there by 5.30, well, I should be home roughly 9.30. The Gaffney and had the house by 10, where here lately I've been getting home from 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning because I have to wait on cup qualifying. So just that in and of itself is worth it to me. Exactly, brother. And I want you to, you know, talk to your... Uh, Bust there and get all his takes and all that. And it's not just only the uh, the oversized tunnel. You know, Tyler Super Speedway announced uh, that they were going to do this uh, $50 million transformation deal there. And it's also going to be on the 50th anniversary of Tyler Super Speedway. And, Scott, as long as you've been coming here, like like I said, uh, and when I've been doing my media stuff, which hasn't been, but uh, I think I've been a media member for like the past five or six years. But uh, you mentioned that uh, – getting home later, you know, waiting for cup qualifying before you can take your transporter out of the track. I think it's going to help me also because, see, if I'm in the press box and I want to dodge that dodge that crowd where I park for the press box parking, as soon as races are where there's 120, 130,000 people trying to get out of there, you know, and I could probably sweep around and come back through the infield and come through that new oversized tunnel beside gate nine in which also, Gate 9 is, is going to stay there, too. They're not going to do away with Gate 9. The tunnel's going to be right beside that. But like I keep harping on it, this is a big deal for Talladega Super Speedway. This big transformation. You know, uh, uh, Richmond went through a lot of stuff up there. Uh, uh, Phoenix went through, their, went through their big deal. And it's it's just a just a big deal going on now. And with all these NASCAR tracks, the, the, uh, the sanction embodied their – they're trying to make it easier for the fan, trying to make it easier for the teams also to get in and out of these venues. And I just think that I, I want to give a big hat off to uh, to NASCAR and uh, Freeway Corporation and all these tracks that are doing that. Scott, I think that's a big deal, brother. Yeah, Richmond, it's a cool concept what they did. and They kind of uh, didn't really think of the Xfinity Series or the, well, the trucks don't go there anyway. But uh, – the facility is nice. It's just for us, it's it's kind of a pain in the rear because uh, we get there. It's kind of like the trucks in Martinsville. We get there, we have to dump everything off the trailer, and I mean everything. And then we park up on the hill in Richmond, so we're, our haulers aren't on the infield for Richmond. And uh, generally what I do is I stay up at the hauler with my radio on. If they need anything, I'll bring it to them while I'm cooking them breakfast, lunch, and dinner while we're there. But other than that, uh, Phoenix was good. It was great because we weren't left behind working behind the truck like we normally were. Though we actually have a garage in Phoenix now, which is nice, especially in when it's really hot. The guys just, just have that sun baked down on them in Phoenix and drain you in a couple hours. So having the garage really helped out there. And I'm really I'm curious to see what Talladega's going to do. And you bring up a good point about about hot. You know, we just talked about the winter weather here and uh I think the last time I spoke with you, Scott, was down at Homestead Miami Speedway, which it was like eighty four, eighty six degrees there with ocean breeze. It was overcast, sun in and out, partly cloudy. That was some nice weather, wasn't it, bro? That's the best weather I've ever had at Homestead. Normally I'm out there roasting because the humidity is at two thousand percent. I know there's days because generally I stay at the racetrack the night we load in. 
and you just step out of your, your truck the next morning and try to get everything ready for the guys. It's like stepping into a bowl of pea soup. It's so humid. This year, this is the best weather. I'm, you know, comfortable weather is to be able to work in or watch the race in in, in years. And, Scott, with that being said, uh, sort of let some of our listeners know just how, you know, going to the final race there at Homestead Miami Speedway Ford Championship weekend with you leaving Gaffney, South Carolina, just sort of let everyone know how your trip down is and how your trip back is, which I know it's a it's a long haul, brother, but can you sort of talk about when when you leave going to Homestead? Which I know that's not the furthest track off because y'all make the uh, West Coast swing, which we can talk about later, but that's a long haul for you and uh, my good friend Chris Bowen there. He's uh, he's hired on with y'all driving one of y'all's transporters also. But just talk a little bit about your week prior to Ford Championship Week or the the week of when you're when you're hauling down. How how far you go and just let everybody know about that if you can, brother. Well, the biggest thing about that is that we're coming back from Phoenix. Uh, we raced Phoenix the week before Homestead. Some of the teams will go straight down to Miami from Phoenix. We don't do that. We've got too many cars to switch over. And we've already switched over Texas to Phoenix cars. So uh, we got back. I was supposed to fly out to Phoenix. Um, I had some family issues, which I was speaking with today. Mom's cancer-free, so thank God for that. And uh, Amen, brother. They were going to fly me out to Phoenix that Friday, the to drive the haulers home, and then Morgan Shepard had his, his issues in Texas, and uh, I helped Nick, their hauler driver, drive out to Phoenix and Morgan's hauler. But uh, the biggest thing is, I mean, you look at the 2,200 miles from Phoenix to Gaffney, um, you're leaving Saturday evening, well, Saturday afternoon, which is basically Saturday evening at home, because you're losing three hours by the time you get here, so you're already in the hole. And I think we pulled in, jeez. Monday morning, about 10 o'clock in the morning, I think that's what time we pulled in. Maybe about noon. And uh, being uh, the truck driver, we basically just went home. Uh, we let them unload the truck. We were exhausted. Uh, came in the next day, put new bottles on the pit carts, make sure we've got enough nitrogen and everything. Didn't really pull a lot of stuff off the trucks other than the cars. And then on Wednesday afternoon, we headed to Miami. Now, we we loaded in in Miami. We had to be there by, I want to say, 4.30. So we basically had about 26 hours to get there. Usually I go to Miami. I go, I go and I stop at the rest area just past Daytona. That's about a good eight-and-a-half, nine-hour ride, depending on how traffic on 95 is. And that leaves you about another three-and-a-half, four hours to the racetrack. So if you can... We leave at lunchtime, and if I can get to that rest area after fueling and everything, nine ten o'clock, you can get your good ten hour break. Get up about six in the morning, and or eight in the morning, and uh, be at the track roughly by noon one o'clock, and then uh, get you a nice nap while you're sitting there waiting for roll call, and then basically, if anybody watches my Facebook page, you can see exactly what we do, and. Uh, Usually, we'll have the live cam going into the racetracks. Facebook's like to put me in jail a lot of the time because I'm using copyrighted music. But, but, you know, there's ways around that. But uh, then we get there, we'll unload, and I think the garage opened at 11.30 the next day, so we got to sleep in, take a shower, I cook some breakfast for the guys, and then 
just kind of relaxed for an hour before the guys got there, before all hell broke loose, and then on we went. And Scott, you brought up that Facebook page, and that's one of my weekly deals. I love watching Scott really was calling in. And, uh, yeah, the music you play is really awesome. And to let our listeners know, Scott uh, – Scott does a Facebook Live, hauling into every track that he goes in. You need, you need to check him out, follow him on social media, his Facebook page, uh, uh, his Twitter handle on uh, Twitter. But he does that, does that, does the hauling in deal. And Scott, I look forward to it every week. And sometimes <laughs> y'all, y'all get put in some predicament trying to get that rig in there. And I've, and I've heard you say, I'm gonna go ahead and say. You know, excuse my language, but I've heard Scott say, shit, I can't get this thing in there. But y'all get put in some bad spots, <laughs> don't you, Bill? I think the worst one, Bristol's just scary, but it's not the worst. I think Dover's the worst. Because Dover, you go in between the track and the casino, you got to make a 90-degree turn and then make an immediate 90-degree uh, turn to the right to get down the track and another 90-degree turn to get left on the track. And then you go around the banking, which is never settles me because I feel like I'm going to fall out of my seat. I'm just waiting for the truck to roll over. And uh, to Dover, yeah, Dover's probably the worst one for me. I, you know, Bristol's scary, but it's, it is what it is. But praying to God you don't hit something uh, in Dover is, is, if you don't, everybody looks out for each other. The guy behind you is on the CV making sure to let you know you're clear because nobody wants to have a busted up trailer. Nobody wants to get anybody see anybody else get fired. And uh, I've seen it. I've seen people hit telephone poles. I've seen people. Funniest one was at Martinsville. We were, when I was in the truck series, and they had a street sweeper on the bottom of the track. And uh, one of Shiggy's guys driving the truck. This was several years ago. He just bombed it and just ripped the whole side off his hauler. And I'm like, well, I pretty much guarantee you're not driving that truck home. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you see some weird things. But uh, that's Dover to me is the worst. And talking about that, Scott, if I can, I'm gonna go back to uh, to uh, Homestead. Uh, uh, Stephen and Suzanne and I, we left out after the uh, after the truck race that evening, and uh, we got our little ride from the from the, from the infield around to where where we parked, and uh, we got behind the number four hauler. And I know we had spoke with you about that the next day. And this guy, I think y'all said is Ramos. Ramos, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We got behind Ramos, yeah. and I'm like, I was, I was driving, and Stephen was sitting in the passenger side. Suzanne was at the back. We was headed back to the hotel, and this guy was blowing the horn. He was trying to pass, and we was just laughing. We we had a good time. Stephen said, "This son of a gun is ready to get home." Stephen said, "If yeah, he keeps yeah. going like he's going, he's gonna he's gonna be home in the next six hours." Ramos was heading. Ramos was getting some yonder, wasn't he, bro? He was he he was moving and uh, apparently he was moving too fast. I, Ramos is a good fellow, but I, from what I understand, he ended up in an accident on the way home. Well, I hate that, but whenever we left that homestead, Miami Speedway, brother, he was hammered down coming out of there. Like I said, get that number four hauler back to where he was, where he was going. But uh, like I said, the number to call in is two one five. Three eight three thirty six eighty one. I'm Tim Lespain alongside of Scott Rebus, uh, our driver for JD Motorsports. Stephen Wilson had to take the evening off. Scott, before we bring Russell on, um, I know Russell's driving back from from Birmingham, but uh, I want to get your take on uh, Ross Chastain. 
you had you know you uh-huh. you've been real big on 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 Ross and uh, Ross signed a deal with Chip Ganassi Racing to drive that number forty two DC Solar deal there. That young man you was put in. He was he was in he was in Darlington. He had an opportunity to to win there, and him and Kevin Harvick had their little altercation. But pretty neat to see Ross Chastain. And I want to bring up too. You actually got to bring the watermelon to him when he won that when he won that race when he's when he's in victory lane. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a prediction right now for next year. Ross Chastain will win the championship. Uh, you heard it here. You heard it first here in December. What's the day? The 12th? I, I would almost I would almost stamp a guarantee on it. And uh, I'm going to put my money on it when we go to Vegas. As far as the watermelon, um, I was, like I said, I generally don't watch the race. Because I'm getting ready, and I, I got stuff ready super fast that race. Because I wanted to, you know, watch him and see what he was doing. And he led the, you know, first segment, second segment. And his mom and dad came up to me, and they're good people. And they said, hey, if he wins, can you make sure we get a watermelon in Victory Lane? I said, not a problem. All right, there's about 60 laps left in the race. I'm thinking, well, do I go now or do I go later? I don't want to jinx the kid. So I waited about 20 25 laps, I grabbed a watermelon and I, I slowly walked over there and I, I, I walked by as slow as I could and uh, I found my way to Victory Lane and I stood behind a wall I didn't want to watch I watched the final lap watched the kid win the race and I couldn't have been more prouder for him I could have been happier for him and uh, he rolled it was funny because all the nasty guys are coming in, I'm over there with my JD stuff on Johnny's over there and Gary Keller's over there and they see me and he gets out of the car and I'm a pretty big guy and I'm hiding behind the car because he jumps up and he's got he's, you know, hands in the air and I look down and I'm holding, he looked down at me and he was like, what the hell are you doing? And I handed him the watermelon and that's where he got the picture from the watermelon up and he texted me the next day just profusely thanking me for bringing the watermelon. He knows where he comes from. And, uh, Hopefully DC Solar let him run that watermelon scheme with DC Solar on the car. I think that'd look pretty cool. That would look awesome, brother. And uh, I think we've got Russell Brandon waiting to come on here. Also, I think Suzanne's got him in the uh, in the screening room. But uh, JD Motorsports also signed Blake Cook. Blake Cook is going yes. is, is to fill the uh, vacated seat there in the number four uh, Chevy Camaro there for uh, for Ross Chastain. But uh, let's go ahead and bring on. Let's bring on uh, Public Relations Director, Tyler Sears Speedway, my good friend, Mr. Russell Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Russell Brenham, how you doing tonight, brother? I'm doing great, Tim. How about yourself, man? I'm doing great. I understand you're on your way back to Birmingham. Y'all did a big Toys for Tot deal over there this afternoon. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we just uh, we uh, decided to go up here and, and do something really cool uh, for helping uh, some of our, our friends over here in Birmingham uh, where they're trying to get some toys uh, through the Toys for Tots campaign. 
um, camped out um, at a, a local restaurant and actually had a lot of people come by and, and bring, uh, you know, lots of toys and uh, for, for children that are in need of that. And uh, so we actually stood out by the road, some of uh, my staff and I, and uh, tried to wave people in and, and get them to participate. So uh, anytime you can do anything like that to help, uh, children uh, who are in need, especially during this time of the season, uh, you want to do that. So uh, I tell you, it's, it's something that we we really really enjoyed uh, doing today. Amen, brother. Yeah, I I had seen Talladega uh, Super Speedway's tweets and I've seen y'all over there with all that. Uh, and thanks for everything that y'all do for you know some of these underprivileged kids, you know, that really don't don't have much. We also try to do stuff here at. Uh, Ridgeview Baptist Church, where I'm a member of now. We we try to give and, and that. But, uh, uh, Russell, I want to thank you very much for taking time to come on. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Wilson had to take the evening off. Uh, I've got my, I've got my good friend, holler driver for J.D. Motorsports, Mr. Scott Rebus on. He's uh, he's co-hosting with me. And what, nothing but, nothing but a better fit than the new oversized tunnel going right going in right beside Gate 9. Than to have a hauler driver come out and just ask you a couple of questions, Russell. Well, I think Scott uh, will definitely appreciate what we've been able to do. You know, for years, if you were able to to get to the racetrack, from a fan perspective, if you got to the racetrack on Friday, uh, say at nine o'clock in the morning, you basically had to sit out there until about eight o'clock to be able to come in because we had on-track activities. So what this is going to do, it's going to allow a host of things to happen. Uh, first of all, it's going to be able to let our fans go in and outside the racetrack 24-7, uh, you know, from Wednesday on. And uh, it, it, I think Russell might have dropped. I don't know what happened there. Russell might have dropped. Uh, he's still on there. But anyway, maybe maybe Suzanne is talking to him there. And he, anyway, but but yeah, uh, we're gonna bring Russell back on. Like I said, they do. They, he just left Birmingham doing that big thing there for toys, toys for tot and all and all that. But let's see if Suzanne's bringing Russell back over. But this new oversized tunnel deal there at Tyler Super Speedway, uh, it's more than just than just the over the oversized tunnel. Uh, and let me go ahead and bring. Let me see if I can bring Russell back over. It'll be something that's going to make things better. <laughs> Russell, you got my brother. I think we had some issues. Suzanne had to drop. Sorry about that. Okay. I got you back. Go ahead. If you don't mind, start over. Russell, sorry about that. I think Suzanne's having some issues, so I'm on. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to run the, run the uh, call line and and everything. But anyway. Go ahead, Russell and uh, Scott. Scott Rivers, JD Motorsports. Y'all go ahead and talk. And Scott, when you get done with Russell, I got a few for a few questions for him if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, I, I don't know if, if what all you heard about that, or if Scott heard it, but I think it's going to be great for the competitors uh, to be able to get their haulers in and out of the racetrack uh, in a totally different manner than they've ever done before uh, at the racetrack. Um, you know, if a car has a problem and, and goes out of the race early. Uh, that team will be able to pack up and, and be able to leave and get on their way back to the Carolinas or wherever their shop is. Um, from a fan perspective, this is going to allow our folks with, with RVs and motorhomes to be able to enter the racetrack and exit the racetrack 24-7 uh, beginning on Wednesday of race week. And that's going to be something that's different than what has been in the past. You know, we're going to be adding new RV spots. 
uh, down along the inside of the front stretch near the start finish line this time, 67 of them. And then later uh, next year for our fall events, we'll be adding a lot more down the inside of the Alabama game super stretch. So the, the infield at Talladega is very iconic uh, across the board, not only in motorsports, but sports in general. And um, this is going to be a way that we can get fans in and out um, in, a, in a very, very productive way, uh, unlike we've been able to, to do in the past. And it's really going to be super, super good later in the fall whenever we come with phase two of transformation when we have our new garage fan zone and, and some other activities that are going to be down there where the fans will be able to get really close and personal to the sport, really be immersed in the sport like never before. Uh, so we got a lot of good things happening, but the, the initial key to getting it going and to make it all work the very, very best it can be is to get that tunnel, and that's what we're working on right now. Yeah, that tunnel to me is going to be the biggest, I guess, asset to me being because we can never leave. I drive, like I said, in the Xfinity. I also generally go down there in the truck seat because we're usually off that weekend. And not having to wait for cup qualifying is going to save me about two hours going to the house. So this and that alone, I love it. Absolutely. And, uh, and you know, that's that's one of the things that we, we took. In, you know, again, it's something that's going to be beneficial for for the fans and for you guys as competitors because we know you're on a time clock yourself to be able to get out of there and get ready for the next event. And so it's going to be beneficial for everyone. It's also going to help us uh, with our tram services to be able to get people, our fans who buy grandstand tickets in the fall who will then want to go down to the fan zone. It will give them, you know, easy accessibility to either walk across the track or we'll have tram services that will be able to utilize that area as well to get people back and forth. So it's going to be multi-use, but it's going to really, really make things a lot easier for everyone involved, whether it be fans, whether it be competitors, whether it be our guest services folks. Uh, We're really looking forward to it. Again, this is going to be the kickoff to it, and this will be, you know, ready for the spring. Now, right now we've got a big hole there, and we're pouring concrete four feet thick. Um, it's it's really going to be amazing just seeing the development of it and watching these crews go to work, especially we've had to deal with a lot of different weather issues with rain. Um, but these guys are just – it's nonstop 24-7 around the clock. Are you guys planning on doing anything to the Xfinity truck garage at all? Well – in the spring, we won't, um, but in the fall, whenever people come back, what is now currently the spring, or what is now currently the Xfinity Garage, that will be bulldozed, and that will be, that area down there will be the new Cup Series and the Garage Fan Zone. Uh, so when the Truck Series comes back in the fall, they'll actually be taking over down in the Cup Series Garage, the current Cup Series Garage, which is at the okay. exit of Turn 4. So Right. Everything's the same pretty much in the spring. We'll do a flip-flop in the fall, and that's the way it will be uh, for the future. Cool, Jill. Have they said any, that the total's going to have any effect on the racetrack at all? No, no. I, I don't think we'll have any effect at all. You know, again, we've got a big hole there right now, but once the tunnel is constructed, you know, they've had to go down about 38 feet uh, to, to build this thing, um, and we're putting down the, the base of it right now. We'll start putting up the sides and the tops of it uh, probably the first part of the year. And then once everything is completed, we'll cover it back up, smooth it out, uh, put some asphalt on it, and and, uh, make it uh, where the drivers out there won't even know what's done. So uh, 
Um, I'm told that uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be something that's really going to be nice for everyone, and uh, the, the racetrack itself will not be affected if, if we'll put it right back together the way it was. Uh, so you're gonna have a lot of fans with the hauler drivers in the truck in the Xfinity series. I can promise you that. Absolutely, and you know we have the ARCA series here as well. So uh, having three series here, um, you know, for for that particular weekend on April uh, the 26th to the 28th, having that tunnel, we feel like it's gonna be vital for for our growth, uh, and also to be able to showcase what is going to be a new Talladega as far as our infield and our garage area is concerned. Um, again, one of the things that we're not doing, a lot of people keep asking, you know, are you guys going to do anything with the, the infamous Talladega Boulevard? We're not going to do anything with that. That's uh, that's iconic, and uh, all those folks who are there uh, will still be there. What we're doing is more toward the front stretch side along the garage area side. That's where you're going to see all the construction. That's where you're going to see the fans on create a new victory lane, a new pit club. Um, somewhat similar a little bit like Phoenix uh, if anyone saw the Phoenix race um, just mm-hmm. a few weeks ago on NBC they were able to show where the fans could get right up close to the cars right up in the garages uh, and see the teams working on the cars see the drivers getting in the cars firing them up and, and making their way out for practice so uh, it's it's really going it's sort of a throwback in time the way I look at it you know, I've been a race fan ever since I was a kid and I can remember years ago being able to get up close and personal with the drivers and the teams, you know, back say in the in the late seventies and the early eighties. It's sort of a throwback to that, uh, where you can really get down there and see exactly what's going on and, and really feel a part of it. So next year is gonna be a banner year for us, not only with transformation but but unbelievably we'll be fifty years old next year. So we'll be celebrating the fiftieth anniversary um uh, of Talladega Super Speedway. So it's uh, a lot of great things are going to be happening here uh, when we kick off the new year here in just a few weeks. Uh, we look forward to going down there all the time and uh, seeing what you got, buddy. Thanks, Scott. Russell, NASCAR announced the uh, start times for next year for the GACO 500 set for Sunday, April 28th, and the 1000Buzz.com schedule. Sunday, October 13th, will be at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You will be on both major networks. The first half that Fox covers, you'll be on the Fox regular channel, and then the second half of the season, you'll be on NBC. Does that mean a lot to you and your team for Talladega Super Speedway being on the quote-unquote major network? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a clear uh, vision of exactly what our races mean you know, in the grand scheme of things of the schedule. I think uh, from a viewership standpoint and from an excitement standpoint, uh, Talladega is second to none. Um, we, you know, for years we've had the greatest racing there. We've had the most lead changes. We own all those records. And, and who doesn't like seeing two and three wide at 200 miles per hour? Uh, it could be a little hair-raising for the drivers, but from a fan perspective, it's really, really awesome to see. Uh, so we're very fortunate the fact that we have all of our NASCAR races are on network television in the spring, both the, uh, the, the cup race uh, and our Xfinity series race will be on Fox. And in the fall, NBC will cover our cup event. And then the truck race is also on Fox. So we've been very fortunate now for years to have the truck race on, on big Fox as well. And um, I just think it shows where Talladega ranks as far as it uh, is, you know, as far as ranking in NASCAR, 
and where we are on the totem pole. I think that, you know, again, we provide a, a great venue uh, for racing. We provide a great venue for fans to, to enjoy even more than the race, which is why we call, you know, our racetrack a little bit more than that. So, I, you know, we're always thrilled to be able on the networks. I know every racetrack probably wishes that they could be. Uh, we're, we're very, very fortunate in that, and um, we're looking forward to next year. I, I think we'll be able to, to showcase fans all over the world on those networks, some of the greatest racing on the planet. And, Russell, my final question, I know you're driving out from over there from Birmingham, and, again, thank you for taking time to, to call in. We really do appreciate it here. And uh, <clears throat> Mr. Grant Lynch, he's going to hang it up uh, after – after this big transformation deal is done and Mr. McWilliams is going to hang it up, uh, is there any plans to maybe retire in that big, be- that big build hat that, uh, that Mr. Grant wears everywhere? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not sure. Um, I, you know, that's sort of become an institution, um, at our racetrack. Uh, you know, Grant is an institution himself. You know, he's been there, uh, since 1993, and so is uh, Mike McWilliams. So we've got two of our our folks who have have been a, a great part of the growth of Talladega Super Speedway and to help make that racetrack what it is today. Um, you know, it's it's good and, and it's bad. It's it's I think it's it's great for Grant to be able to go out for both of them to be able to go out after the completion of transformation. This is the biggest project that this racetrack has ever seen, even eclipsing the, the building of it. Uh, you know, back when it was built, it was around a $4 million project, and now we're spending over $50 million to try to, to make it great you know, for fans and make it better for those fans that have been coming to the races before, uh, hoping it will bring some of the fans back who haven't been seen in a few years, and also for fans who've never been to come experience it. But I think Grant's going to enjoy uh, this ride here for the next year. Uh, putting his stamp on this project, putting his stamp on his career at Talladega. Uh, once it's, it's completed, he will be here for more than half of the existence of the racetrack. So, um, it's like again, it, it's it's great for him. Well, he and Marsha will be able to go and, and enjoy retired life. Uh, sad for a lot of us, you know, as a staff, because uh, we really, really enjoy working for him. Uh, he's really a, a good guy. He's sort of a throwback you know, as far as the sport is concerned, because he's been around for a long time. Even before he came to Talladega, he worked for R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company and ran the the, Winston, the old Winston program for the Premier Series uh, for a few years. So not too shabby for a guy who started out as a show car driver uh, many years ago. And, again, uh, Mr. McWilliams, uh, again, he's been a, uh, a statue at this place as well for many, many years. And um, I tell you, if he knows, if anyone knows a lot of the, uh, the the bones around that place and, and things that have happened and where things are uh, underneath the ground and everything else he knows and uh, so his knowledge is going to be missed and also just his personality of, of who he is so um, bittersweet this year um, for 2019 the fact that we've got this great project uh, we're going to be sad at the end of it uh, to see both Mike and Grant go into retirement but it's going to be great for them where they can go enjoy themselves they've paid their dues for sure. That's right. They have done a great job. And, Russell, you mentioned R.J. Reynolds back in the Winston Cup days, back when you was there, when you were PR guy for <clears> Jeff <throat> Burke. That, that could be a whole nother show, Russell. But, again, thank you very much. I want to uh, 
I want to give you the opportunity to uh, to thank anybody that you want to. Everybody on your staff, thank the sponsors that have helped the Tyler Super Speedway come along. Anybody you want to thank, Russell, you got the floor. Well, I mean, there, there's so many people that help make it happen. You know, again, you, you talked about our partners with you know with Geico with a thousand bulbs and Sugarlands, uh, which is going to be coming on board with us next year. General Tire has been with us as well. All of our main partners who have done great as far as helping us promote this racetrack, and, um, you know, our staff, uh, the media, uh, who's done a great job in, in supporting us as well. But most importantly, the fans who uh, continually come out to the, the venue and, and really show their support and, and their want to come and enjoy themselves. And there's no better place in the world uh, that you can go to than at Talladega to enjoy yourself like no other place. So, uh, 2019 is going to be just a, an exciting year for us, and we really can't wait for it. You know, uh, we'll have uh, Ford's going to be introducing uh, the Mustang next year, which is going to be a new curveball. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing those cars on the racetrack uh, in February for the Daytona 500. Um, it's just going to be an exciting year. You know, can Joey Logano come back and repeat as a champion? Um, you know, Logano, he got into the playoffs this past year, by winning the Geico 500. So um, those guys have been good for a long period of time. And I think Joey's going to be an incredible champion. I think uh, a lot of people have been able to see the, the the tender side of that young man, but also the fierce competitive side of him as well. He, uh, he reminds me of a throwback driver. Uh, when I think about guys that used to do whatever it took to win championships, um, you, know, you think about guys like Dale Earnhardt, you think about guys like Kale Yarber, you think about guys like Darrell Waltrip. Um, I just think he's going to be a really good champion. I think he sort of came out of nowhere and uh, showed that he's got the, uh, the the will to win, and I think he's going to have the will to be a successful champion and really support the sport next year. So I'm looking forward to next year. I'm looking, uh, I can't believe it. It's only – just a, a matter of weeks away until we go back to Daytona. You're right, Russell. It's not going to be long. And just like you mentioned, Joe Logano said there, it's the big three in me. And it was the big three in him and Homestead Miami Speedway, brother. Again, Russell, thank well, you he's very the, much. He's, he's, the, he's the epitome of not ever giving up. You know, he's uh, – and, and that's what you've got to do in this sport. you got to keep digging. And uh, sometimes, sometimes it's not a bad thing when people sort of overlook you. You know, you just sort of hiding back in the in the weeds, and all of a sudden, and you 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 attack. So, um, I thought he I thought his championship, uh, the the event at Homestead was was a really good race. I thought the way he got into the playoffs uh, by doing what he had to do at Martinsville, I think it was good for the sport. Again, I I know a lot of drivers from years past that would have done the same thing, and um, he took advantage of that, and uh, you know. He's our champion. That's right, Russell. And if I can, real quick, before we let you get out of here, I want to share a uh, a quick story about Joe Logano. Uh, last year at the okay. Post Quick Trip 500 in Atlanta, uh, I done a live show there. I want to thank everybody over there, Ed Clark. I want to thank you for everything that you do, Russell. You help us out going to these tracks also. But uh, I actually doing the live show that Sunday morning. Joe Logano was walking out, going to driver introductions and there was all kind of media and everything around him and the media guy I saw the 
I sort of pointed to him. I said, can can I get Joey? And he reached and grabbed Joey Logano and pulled him over. And I got to interview Joey Logano there prior to the photo <clears throat> fight right there at, at Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's just how the sport is. Joey is a good Yeah, you know, his foundation, you know, he's, he's doing a lot for, for kids. Uh, we had him in Birmingham a few years ago at, at the Children's Hospital of Alabama where he visited numerous kids, spent a lot of time with them, uh, went to several rooms uh, of the kids that could not make it down to the play area where the rest of them were. Um, I just think he's doing a, a phenomenal job uh, with our with our youth and, and children uh, who are having issues. He's really, really going to bat for them and to, to see everything he's doing. That's why I think I'm so excited for him to be our champion just seeing the other, the other things that he's doing off of the racetrack. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Fords do. You know, uh, entering this earlier this year, everyone was talking about the Camaro and how the Camaro was going to dominate and everything else. And the Camaro struggled all year. So now you've got the Fords that dominated uh, with what they had this year. Now they're switching over to the Mustang. Will they be able to continue and run as well as they have? You know, they're sort of starting down at ground zero. So it's, it's going to be a lot of question marks moving into next year. And, again, I know Ford wants to introduce that Mustang. And, you know, the idea is to showcase uh, this, this cool sports car and race them on Sunday and sell them on Monday. So uh, we'll see how that all pans out. Amen, brother. Scott, you got any last thoughts for, for us before we let him jump out of here? Um, not really. Just we're it's one of my favorite places to go because it's like I said. You talked about being on network TV. There's not many other races where you never know who's going to win. And the smaller teams, which is us, there are about six races a year that we actually have a a good shot at winning, and this is one of them. So I, I thoroughly enjoy going there. Well, super. You know, you know, Spencer Gallagher was one. I mean, no one expected him to win last year uh, in our Xfinity race uh, last April. So. You never know. We've had 11 first-time winners uh, at Talladega in the Cup Series. So, uh, again, bring your equipment, uh, perform well in the draft, and who knows what will happen. Exactly. Russell, thank you very much for taking time out. I know you're on your way, you're on your way back to the house, Birmingham. But, again, Thank you very much for calling in, and thank you very much for taking care of Suzanne and I and Stephen and SpeedwayDigest.com. We really appreciate it, brother. We really love covering the sport. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, you know, we'll help you any way we can, and, and thanks for having me on the show, and everybody have a, a great uh, holiday and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, brother. Russell, safe travels back to the house, brother. Okay, man. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. Russell Brennan there, Talladega Super Speedway PR guy there, Scott. He had, he, he had a lot of insight there on, which I know when you was asking him the questions about getting out of there earlier, he really jumped on that. He he wants you as a team guy to get that haul out of there, get back to your, to your uh, what you call it, and get ready for the next weekend. That was pretty neat there. Russell really accommodated you as a hauler driver trying to get just trying to get y'all out of there, bro. Yeah, we got the, he he realizes that we're on a clock, and 
our clock starts from the time when we get to the racetrack. So we're limited on how much we can drive once we leave there. And with that place being so close to home, those two hours really make a difference of us, whether we have to get home or we have to stop 10 hours, an hour away from the shop because the DOT says we do. So, um, like I said, it's crazy how just two hours will make that big a difference of whether I get home uh, Saturday night or I'm going to get home Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. And Scott, like I was going to talk about earlier, right before we had Russell come on, uh, uh, Johnny Davis and Gary Keller signed uh, Blake Cook to fill the uh, vacated seat for Robert Chastain in the number four car. Are you, uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? And uh, actually, uh, Blake Blake's sponsorship, his own company, Filter Time, is going to sponsor that car. Full time next year in Ask Great Phoenix Series. You I want to get your take on that if I can, bro. I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, he was out of the seat last year after he lost his ride with, with Collie, and he ended up, you know, once he realized he wasn't going to drive, he became a, a driver coach for, uh, geez, I can't even remember who all it was. It's three different guys. Uh, but uh, he started, I believe he started filter time like six months ago. And he came to the, you know, he said if he could get 10,000 subscribers, which what filter time is, it's a home delivery service for your air filters for your house. They, they're delivered to you. You, get, you subscribe to the program, and when it's time to change your filters, they're on your front step. You don't even have to think about it. And I would have never thought of that. And apparently he's got enough subscribers where he's sponsoring his own car. And how cool is that? And nobody else has ever done that. And uh, so between the money he's bringing as far as uh, FilterTime.com and what we have for Flex Seal and Flex Shot, he got himself a, a full ride, which to me, with what's available, I don't think you could have got a better pick. I mean, he's got experience getting into the playoffs. He's made it both years that we've had the chase other than last year because he just didn't have a ride. And we're getting a quality driver who doesn't wreck. And that's the big thing with Johnny is bringing home a clean car. Um, for once, we won't have a red car every week. <laughs> and uh, and for my dealings with Blake, he seems like a good a good fella, a good guy. I know he can drive. And uh, now we've got him on board. I'm just curious to see who else we're going to sign. You're right, Scott. That's a big step there for J.D. and you and Gary Keller. Signing Blake Cook there, and uh, and just curious about who is you know, you know you got Smithley next year. Is there anybody else that could possibly join in uh, JD Motorsports or shoot my floor out there? And I don't want to put you on the spot if you can't throw it out there. That you know we can talk about it at a later date. I know they're talking. I can't say names. I, a lot of stuff. Rumors fly through our shop like crazy, but uh, they're talking to a couple people, and what's the way to say it without saying it? I'm trying not and to put you on the spot, bro. I'm trying to. I'm trying to say last year. Let's just say they've got the money to do it if they choose to. This, if they can pull off some of the two people that I've heard that they're talking to. It could be a, a, a gigantic year for J.D. Motorsports next year. And that's awesome. We'll have, no others. We'll have more than we've ever had to work for. 
Yeah, JD Motorsports. Like you know, we always say it. Like when I first met you, it's a little team that could, and the little team did. And now, good Lord, is blessing JD Motorsports. And you had got to tell me, Scott. But anyway, uh, is there any I just don't other to them. I don't, don't, don't. You know, like I, you know, <laughs> you and I talked about that other deal, and I said I'm trying to bite my bottom lip, but I was trying to see. Let me go to my email. I'm trying to think. This. I know. Uh, trying to think right quick. Uh, anyway, uh, Scott, this is going to be our uh, our final broadcast of 2018 because we're going to take off. And if anybody has uh, trying to log on to my website, uh, the website is up. But uh, Stephen Wilson is vamping it, and that's why I've not posted anything on social media. But Go and check out pitch.radio.net. Stephen Wilson's doing an awesome job. Just trying to get all that going. And Stephen's updating his stuff. Scott, uh, I really don't see nothing of major interest. I know Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to drive the uh, the pace truck at uh, Daytona. Damn it, there's a bunch of stuff going on. But, I mean, you know, that's just stuff that we can talk about later. But, anyway, Scott, I want to thank very much for calling. And let everybody know, Scott, before we let you jump out of here, let everybody know where they can follow you at on social media and your website, my friend, or if you got a website, let everybody know where they can follow you at. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook, Scott Revis, R-E-A-V-I-S. Uh, I don't even remember what my profile picture is. I think I'm playing a guitar. <laughs> um, it is. I'm on it Twitter. Is. It is. <laughs> so, um, then my cover photo is me pitting the 50 truck in Iowa. But uh, Twitter, I'm at srevis517. Um, I generally don't do a lot on Instagram. I don't do a lot on Twitter. If I had more followers, I probably would. So y'all, y'all pick me up on there. And uh, and I'll probably be a little quiet. My phone's messed up. It's hard for me to post stuff on Facebook right now because I drop and hang phone. And uh, but uh, I I look I. I hear all these people can't wait for Daytona, and I'm just like, well, you guys are wishing my vacation away. <laughs> but then I sit here on the weekends, like this weekend, I was bored senseless. I was like, damn, I wish I was at the racetrack. I know how it is, brother. Yeah, just like I mentioned, with Steven's got my website down, and I normally post everything, too, and I've been down. I'm like, what am I going to do? But anyway, <laughs> Scott, thank you very much for a uh, – for an awesome 2019 season. Thank you very much for your friendship. Thank you very much for coming on every time that we've asked you to. And thank you very much <laughs> for co-hosting tonight when Stephen Wilson's got his whole household sick. And I want to thank Russell Brandon from Tyduck Super Speedway for joining us also talk about the oversized tunnel. I can't think of nothing else but just to thank all of our listeners, Scott. Everybody that has helped us get to this plateau, uh, I never thought I would be at this plateau, and uh, especially in a in a radio slot there. But we've uh, we've been very blessed by the good Lord. Suzanne and I have been very blessed to attend multiple tracks, to have multiple. We've actually done radio live shows from multiple tracks, and uh, it's been an awesome season. And Tonight's going to be our last broadcast until after the first. But anyway, Scott, any last thoughts before we jump out of here, my friend? You got the floor. 
No, I just I've enjoyed being on here with you, getting to know you and Suzanne. Y'all gotta quit eating lunch before y'all come see me. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. Well, before we jump out of here, uh, I know you had that you had that brisket down there in uh in the homestead, but I, uh, I showed you the picture where I had all that shrimp and snow crab to eat. But mm-hmm. Suzanne, we, after we left you, I knew you had that brisket, and I said, Suzanne, what's that on your shirt? She said, that's that brisket Scott Ray was giving. She said, it was good. It was delicious. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it was awesome. <laughs> I try. I like to make sure my guys did pretty good. <laughs> yes, and thank you, Scott, for your friendship. I'm glad that we got to meet you. Absolutely. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. Yep. And that was so awesome to hear about your mom. I appreciate those. Big now love a, Amen. Now have a wonderful and Merry Christmas. We do. You guys do the same. We will. Uh, Scott, thank you. Suzanne, thank you for them kind words. And uh, I know uh, I'm not going to Daytona, but Stephen is. So I will see you in Atlanta, Scott. So uh, oh, Merry Christmas from everyone here. Ever, Merry Christmas from everyone here at Pit Stop Radio LLC. And Stephen Wilson, which couldn't join us tonight, uh, com, and we will talk to you next year. Have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Good night from Talladega, Alabama.
world's famous entertainment destination. For Pinsoil 400 Weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Got wrenching danger. Insane speed. Life changing glory. It's NASCAR's fastest weekend at America's racing show place. 